From old school to new, from analytics to your gut feeling, and from nuance to a blistering hot take, Cleve, Dave, and Matty Ice present to you Political Football. Another week, another dollar, or as Randy Moss would say, straight cash, homie. Welcome back to Political Football. This is Matty Ice. This is Matty Ice Media Network production. Before we get started, some business. Uh, connect with the show on Instagram, Political Football Podcast. With me on Twitter, Matty Ice Media. I try to post about all the shows. And of course, MattyIceMedia.com for all your podcasting needs. Uh, we have our spy back from LA and of course, Cleve uh, still working for the Jets. So fellas, how are you? Yo! And Dave is on mute, which is always a good start to the yeah, show. I played the yeah. wrong intro, and uh, Dave's on mute, so this works out perfectly. This is all Sorry, staying I was, in the I was yelling, I was yelling and screaming for the DK Metcalf 85-yard touchdown. Uh, I, was, I was pretty excited, so I apologize, but I'm I'm here. I'm doing good. Now, Mrs. Ice will be very happy about this, as she'll win her fantasy this week because of DK Metcalf after his giant big shit last week because uh, Geno Smith doesn't know what he's doing. So, uh, Dave, how was the West Coast? Okay, so I was telling you guys a little bit that L.A. is just not a great city. Um, it's dirty. It, it oh, wow. run, it's run down. Uh, you know, I did, uh, you know, I did the the hop on hop off thing, you know, because I do that here in D.C. And so I was doing it out there in, in L.A. And, you know, Beverly Hills was really nice. But outside of that, like, you know, it was one of those places where it's very clear that the city and or state are not interested at all in providing services for the people that need it most. You know, I thought that we had like a mental health houseless crisis here in D.C. It is nothing compared to L.A. L.A. Yeah. feels like if Fremont Street in Vegas was the second biggest city in the country. Wow. Yeah, I was not I was not impressed with L.A. in any way, shape or form. I'm sure the weather is great most of the time. It was like 60 and overcast, which is fine for me in, in October. That's great. But, uh, you know, I, I just wasn't impressed with the city at all. However, that stadium is legit. Wow. Is it is it in the city limits or like where is it? it it's in Inglewood. Uh, okay. just, so it's, it's right by the Forum. And it is amazing. $5 billion building. looks every bit the part. It's a built like if you remember the Chargers game was on a delay because it was lightning. Everybody was like, well, why is it going on? Because it's indoors. It's not indoors. It's open air. It just has a roof. And it looks like they built the roof like a physical tarp almost that drapes over it. It looks like this rocket ship, but the way it's designed is that any sort of breeze off the ocean catches and just smooths right through the stadium. Wow. That's so like built-in air conditioning. Uh, I mean, the design of it, the in and out, all of it was fantastic. You could tell that the, the stuff for the teams was great. The only thing that was bad about the stadium, uh, Cleve, man, I'm sorry to say the food was trash. Really? Wow. Wow, Absolute I'm surprised trash. at that. I'm yes. surprised at that. Yes, because LA, you know, they got all those food trucks and they got the great culinary history and all the Hispanic population. And it's just regular, boring, bad stadium food. And I was very, very disappointed in that. But uh, the screen, legendary. You know, I was in the very last row of the upper deck, so I got to watch the outside of the screen. Yeah. But you can see the inside loop as well. They had every single 1 p.m. game going on the screen uh, before before the Rams-Lions game started. It was the stadium could not have been any cooler. And it deserves to be anywhere besides L.A. or Cleveland. 
Wow. You know, my dad was an architect and, you know, he marveled at that. And he gave me my love of, of structure. So it sounded like the type of thing that I would have been totally into to see uh, for the most part. Um, it's funny how, didn't the guy write a check for this? Like there was no city money, state money. Did he Did he put up his own I, cash? I think Stan Kroenke did just up and, up and pay wow. for it. Yes. Just wrote a check, huh? It must be it's nice. Like, imagine having that kind of fuck you money. It's like, what do you want to do today? Ah, I'll build a stadium. <laughs> Yeah, five bill off the top. But yeah, we obviously know where he crunched some numbers because he decided to put shit food. By the way, Dave, is that the closest to a Karen moment that you're going to have complaining about the food at SoFi Stadium? I mean, probably I'm black. I can't just go around complaining in public. Somebody will call the cops. Like, I'm not, I, I can't I can't go full, full Karen in uh, most instances. Um, but no, I, would, I didn't complain to them about the food. I didn't go, I didn't like take their shitty brownie back up to them and be like, hey, this is terrible. It cost me $8. You know, I just went there to seat and ate it, you know? So I'm not, not a Karen in, a, in, in any sense. Um, although, man, if I saw Dan Campbell on the street, I might give him a piece of my mind. Well, I thought you Man, were gouging because my because my text to you was like, put down the fucking cheesesteak and patch in. Remember that? I was like, he must be having a great time eating. And because <laughs> I was texting with Matt and I was like, where's Dave? Like, what's going on? Like, we need like a screenshot. We need something from from live from out there from you. I'm glad you had a good time, buddy. This was the rare week where Cleve and I held up the group text this this Sunday. It's yeah, the yeah, other I was way home. around. And uh, Cleve was Cleve was taking a dump on everybody in that group. Chat. Oh, man, I, so I was so actually that reminds me. So I could have been in the group text, but I wasn't because SoFi Stadium has legit Wi-Fi. I was just watching the Red Zone on my phone the nice. entire time. So <laughs> you know that's how I was. I was like, I'm going to be in this group thread to know what's going on. No, I did not. I was watching Red Zone. I had everything. I had everything going. Nice. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm ready to talk about these games. So, Dave, yes. let's start with that game since you were there live. Like, how was the game experience itself? The game experience was pretty cool. I have to say that the Rams fans were very chill. I I mean, it's hard to say because, you know, it's not like the Raiders were in town or they were playing the Chargers or the 49ers, you know, and they knew they were better. So, like, they were pretty relaxed going, going into the game. The game experience, I mean, it was pretty standard, really loud. They have a DJ, DJ Malski, who's a black guy with this Polish DJ name. Wow, I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty interesting. And then they had a, a woman whose name I can't remember. I apologize. Playing the guitar, and so like he would pump in some song, and then she would like play the guitar riff for it. And they came out before the game and before and out of halftime to "Can't Stop" by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow. And so she's playing the guitar part live, and that was that was really cool. The Rams fans do this chant, and they uh, the stadium announcer goes, "Whose house?" And they go Rams house and Megan completely innocently turns to me and goes, don't the Chargers play here too? <laughs> it's great. It's it good great. Stuff. She just owned the entire 70,000 uh, strong <laughs> fan base there and their, and their little chant. But I mean, you could see the field perfectly. The replays, of course, were just epic up on the screen. Uh, the sound system in the stadium was, was really good. I mean, I could not speak any more highly to the experience in the stadium. Just, you know, pack a brown bag lunch because it'll be better. I got one more question before we move on from the stadium. So how, how was the feel out there with, you know, COVID obviously still looming somewhere? Was it was it non-existent? Was you like, would you, did you feel comfortable? How was that? So I wore a mask pretty much everywhere. I didn't wear one in the stadium. As I mentioned, we were in the last row and outside. So nobody was yeah. breathing down on me. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, you know, it was mostly outdoors. People were people were fine. In LA itself, people seem to be good. Now, my brother who lives out there, he lives in uh, near Alhambra. He said that down in Orange County is where all the morons are who are refusing to mask. Mm. But in LA, that it's it's fine. So apparently the Dodgers will mask and the Angels will not is apparently what, what it breaks down to. <laughs> and the Angels can't ever make the playoffs with Mike Trout. So I think that works out just fine, doesn't it? Wow. So, Cleve, Cleve, yeah. you are getting, I have feel like, Dave, c- confirm this for me. Is he getting the quintessential Lions fan experience this year? Because this was another game that Cleve Jeez. felt, man, they're playing for me, and they let him down in the end, just not to like an 85-yard field goal. So, this is not the quintessential Lions fan experience, because for that to be true, all this would have to be happening with a Hall of Famer playing, no. right? You need to have this happening with Barry Sanders or with Kelvin <laughs> Johnson. That's the quintessential thing. Instead, you get TJ Hawkinson and Khalif Raymond. Sorry, Khalif. Jeez. Man, I you know, I think Matt had the keys to the uh, DeLorean this week because he, he was he was pretty spot on with a lot of his uh his calls. So um, I, I think I think getting some credit there goes to the delay that my internet TV has over yours because I was seeing it later than you were. So I <laughs> Probably wasn't actually that ahead. I was just actually behind. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so so about, 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 about this game. Yeah, the game specifically. Uh, a couple quick stats to go over. Stafford twenty to forty one, three thirty four, three touchdowns, no interceptions in his revenge game against the Lions. So he did just fine. Cooper Cup ten catches, one hundred and fifty six yards, and two touchdowns. And I'm pretty sure he's just Mike Thomas now. Like Mike Thomas hasn't played this year and his soul has just moved into Cooper Cup. Mm. And that, I mean, he is just absolutely crushing. But the main thing about this game was the start of the game. The Lions score a 63-yard touchdown on a screen pass to DeAndre Swift, which, by the way, I was windmilling, cheering for DeAndre Swift to keep running. And I'm pretty sure I tore whatever this is, Cleve, in my shoulder. Is that a <laughs> rotator cuff? cuff? Yeah. Like I can like lift <laughs> over my head. Megan was like, hey, can you put this in the overhead compartment for me? And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, it's a good thing you're fine. Uh, no, I actually can't. Um, and, but then after they score the touchdown, they do an onside kick. And then the next drive, they do a fake punt. Three drives later, they do another fake punt, all successful. So I was actually pretty enthused by the by Dan Campbell taking all these risks and pushing it. But then they settled for four field goals. And it's like, that's not going to beat the Rams in L.A. Like, you got to yeah. go for touchdowns. You lost 28 to 19, lose 28 to 10, or win 35-28. Like, what did 19 do for you? Absolutely nothing. Certainly not helpful mm. when Goff has thrown that awful interception in the red zone, in the end zone. Oh, just absolutely man. terrible. And that's why I just said to Cleve Goff, like that's all. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. It's just, it's down to one word now. It's down to Wait one a second. Word. Are, are you telling me that throwing the ball late over the middle <laughs> while getting hit <laughs> into double coverage, including Jalen Ramsey, is bad? Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, Mahomes is doing the same thing this year. So I mean, yeah. they're, they're both kind of looking the same. Yeah, they both have Super Bowl currency, so I guess it's fine. Oh, uh, excellent! Oh, yes. There we go. There we go. Wow. Uh, and last stat on this game: Jared Goff now is zero and fourteen and starts without Sean McVay as his head coach. Oh wow, man! Oh, and Cleve, I'm telling you, seven and three run, it's coming, it's coming for you, big it's guy. It's gonna have to. They, but you know what? They, it almost works out that day. It almost works out in the opposite because Dave is gonna need some rehab on his rotator cuff, apparently. So you're gonna come in just in time. <laughs> <laughs>
And so the uh, the next game, the next game here, and a lot of these games only have one or two notes on to get through because I know I know Cleve has uh, some pretty serious thoughts about how much a football is worth. We got uh, the Broncos four, we got the Broncos fourteen at the Browns seventeen. This is from last Thursday. Now I was on the plane for this game. Delta used to have NFL Network on their TVs on the plane. They got rid of it. First world problems. Still, I was pissed because they had NBC, ABC, and CBS, but not Fox, which carried the game. So I'm in the chat trying to keep up with what's happening in this god-awful game. Uh, the Browns opened the game down Nick Chubb, down Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones hurt his groin in the pregame warm-up, so he was out too. And they still beat the Broncos. Right. I'm always, I'm always, uh, I'm always perplexed how guys get hurt in warm-ups, like that they can't go. You know, like in warm-ups, I'm always perplexed by that. You do realize that that means you're going to throw out your back sneezing now, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Or reaching, or reaching around yourself to scratch your back. All of a sudden, or, you, you lock or, up everything. Or windmilling DeAndre Swift from the last row at SoFi Stadium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's no. Cleve is uh, Cleve has a big presentation for the Jets tomorrow. He's going to pull his groin through the slides or something <laughs> after talking all this shit. Wow, it's crazy. God, crazy Broncos. stuff. The Broncos. Oh. Yeah, they do, bro. Case Keenum, 200 yards, and they end up winning the game. I mean, if they can just hold on until Baker comes back, maybe the Browns can still win the Super Bowl for us. I mean, we'll get to it later, but the Browns are in a perfectly fine, a perfectly fine position thanks to some of their uh, uh, friends within within their division. But we'll get to them a little bit later. Right now, I want to get to the game that had to just have Matt absolutely tilting. The Chiefs three at the Titans 27. Mm. Matt, thoughts? All right, so... I'm going to say a couple of things. First of all, I'm officially ready to say the Chiefs are in trouble. Now, I have been sort of promoting this thought for the last few weeks, and I think True. I'm, I'm ready to confirm this in a, in a few different ways. But the Titans, okay. So anybody who's listening that's an AFC South fan, probably two of you, I am ready to say that I think that the Titans are worthy of a little bit more of my respect than I've been giving them. However, it is heavily caveated. It is caveated by the fact that number one, they played the Bills, had to play a perfect game and just barely squeaked out. And they played the Chiefs who are very clearly wounded and are not playing Chiefs football. In order to do all of this, Derrick Henry has to be the literal embodiment of being the entire offense by not only running, but also fucking throwing touchdown passes now. Is this sustainable for long term and in the playoffs? I'm not convinced of that yet, but I will give them credit for two big wins in a row. So I completely agree. And these are the notes that I wrote down. I wrote that the Chiefs aren't bad, but they aren't good. And that the Titans aren't good, but they aren't bad. Yes. Right. I mean, uh, the thing is, is that both these teams have the ability to move into the extreme direction. Two months from now, the Chiefs can be looking like the best team of football. And two months from now, the Titans could be looking like an easy out in the playoffs. But I don't think either of those things are going to be true. I think you're right that the Titans deserve a bit more a bit more respect. I mean, they lost to the Cardinals in week one, which in hindsight is perfectly reasonable. And then they lost to the Jets without both of their wide receivers, which is not acceptable under any circumstance. But again, if, you know, if the Patriots only had one loss on the year and it was to the Jets, you'd be fine. If the Lions only had one loss on the year and it was to the Jets, it'd be a different universe. But I, that universe is day would be fine with it. So yeah, I think we need to be respecting the Titans a little bit more. Now, Cleve, my question for you is the Titans won this game 27-3. to How many yards and touchdowns did Derrick Henry rush for? Um, I would say less than 100 yards and three, is there three touchdowns he had? 
86 yards and no touchdowns. And no touchdowns. He threw one. He did throw one of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they controlled this game and dominated with less than 100 and no touchdowns from Derrick Henry, which to me is the bigger issue with the Chiefs. Everybody's talking about Mahomes and turnovers in the offense. That you defense. let the Titans put up 27 on your defense and Derrick Henry really yeah. didn't do anything. Yeah, that defense is that defense is really really bad. That really defense bad. used to be able to sustain this kind of stuff because the offense was so efficient at putting a point. Like the offense yeah. settled for touchdowns every time, right? Like field goals really almost were an option. And so when your team is putting up 30 plus on, you know, every week, you can afford to be a little bit bend don't break, but you can't if the team is going to look this bad on offense. Like obviously 3 points is an outlier for the Titans defense. Like they're not capable of doing that week in and week out. There's just no way you're going to convince me that. However, the Chiefs' yeah. offense is being so inefficient in turning the ball over often enough, it's putting way more pressure on a defense that really wasn't built to be like the 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens. And if this is what it's going to be like every week, and Mahomes is now thrown nine picks, four fumbles, and he's only lost two. So he's not quite yet to Danny Dimes' status, but it it's not good. And so no defense is really going to be able to handle this kind of turnover. They're just not, and it's not a fair ask, but... This is why I think it's hard for the Titans, because as much as people want to say the Titans are here, you have to look at it a little bit deeper than that. But they're mm. here. They're here enough. Like they're here yes. as much as they're going to need to be to be in the tournament at the end with the chance to with the chance to win. And they do have a chance to win once they get in. I agree. It's just a matter of like, you know, like I said, I gave them more credit, but I'm certainly not going to crown their ass. <laughs> no, they're not the Raiders. Uh, anyways, the uh, the next game here, we have the Washington football team 10, the Packers 24. Not much to say in this game. This was a game that was 24 to 10. It felt like it was 38 to 3. Uh, Devontae Adams has now shown up on the COVID list. They play Thursday against Arizona, so that could be a big, a big deal if he can't go in that game. The only interesting note on this game is towards the end of the game, Taylor Heineke on a third down scramble dove for the end zone nobody touched him he sort of lands at the one and rolls in the end zone and the refs ruled that he was giving himself up and, <laughs> and ruled him down and it's like man i he's... don't think he was giving himself up i think he was diving to get into the end zone but they ruled him down and then on the very next play he tries to qb sneak into the end zone fumbles and then when he gets the ball back he gets touched and so then he's down at that point right because he recovered the fumble and he gets touched, so he's down and it's like i think they scored two touchdowns in two plays yeah. and they got credit for none of them yeah they got robbed they got robbed well job sorry they got job like you guys have been saying man these these refs i don't know is, is it like a ref school you know like they these guys gotta go to i know like to qualify for like the super bowl um zebra team you gotta like you know have so many games you officiated or whatever but i mean is there like an errors in a because you know you're costing people games points i mean it's gonna cost them it's gonna cost someone a big game later on in the season every year well, we we kind of go through this cost somebody the over probably in this one. Oh, yeah it didn't cost washington in this game but it was i mean he, he so clearly is not giving himself up he's at the yeah. goal point. <laughs> yeah it's crazy stuff man the uh the next game here we have a very interesting result we have the bengal's 41 at the Ravens, 17. Joe Burrow, 23 of 48 for 416 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Jamar Chase, eight catches, 201 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> ridiculous. When you saw that touchdown where he spins out of the three defenders and then outruns everybody in the end zone, did, did my 
he runs faster than a four three nine start playing in your head because it certainly looked like it. Yeah, what actually played in my head is that is that uh is that soundbite. I'm fast as fuck, boy. I'm fast <laughs> as fuck, boy. <laughs> that's that's what that's what played in my and I was like I'm like wait a minute I was like this is the epitome of an overreaction because everyone was killing this guy in the preseason because of the right. lessons, right? <laughs> like I think he's fine. I think he's fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean that dude. I mean, he he throws a Lamar Jackson spin, keeps his balance, and then just outruns everybody like sixty yards to the end zone. I'm watching this play on the beautiful screen at, at SoFi Stadium, and I'm like, like this is why you never take the offensive lineman. People were like, oh, they should take a Panay Sewell to protect to protect Joe Burrow. No, <laughs> no. When you have two great prospects, you take a receiver over a lineman every time, and they have chemistry because they they play yeah. together. Yeah, so he had like half of like the, the the yard share. I think we you said uh Joe threw for like four and change. He had two hundred and one yeah. of those yards. Yep. You know? So he had half that. I think he's like you know, I think about him like he's he doesn't realize how, how special his talent is. And I think that's great and I hope he doesn't. Like it doesn't go to his head. I think he's just just fine the way he is. It's amazing talent. Well, he was coming out of college. He was the best prospect since Amari Cooper, who was the best wide receiver prospect since Julio Jones, who was the best since Calvin Johnson. And like, that's an incredible floor because the worst of those three players is Amari Cooper. Yeah. So yeah. If, that's, if that's your floor coming in, that's that's pretty good. Uh, Matt, do you have any thoughts on this game? A few. Uh, the Ravens were basically the Chargers last week. They played a bad game. I don't really feel like this told me a whole lot about the Ravens' prospects for the, the season. It did tell me a lot about the Bengals. The Bengals might actually be here. And as much as that's so difficult to, to think about, I think that they are. I mean, this is the kind of game, and I said you know, last week, that they showed us that they could blow out bad teams. How are they going to look against a really good team on the road? And boy, they look good. Yeah. And I think, I think, we might, Dave might have a look here. I think that Joe Burrow is now on the fringes of the discussion of the MVP. Just on the fringes of the discussion for right now. Not saying that he's inserted into the conversation, but I think more performances like this in big games, he's going to have to get some consideration because he's playing really, really well, especially in a big game here. I think that he is playing. I think that you are correct just judging him versus a general concept of who can win the MVP. But comparing him to some of the other people he'd be competing against this year, I don't think he's in the conversation. But yeah. in, but if you were saying like he's playing at an MVP level right now, I think it's a fair it's a fair statement. But like he wouldn't get ahead of Derrick Henry right now. Oh no, that's why I'm saying he's sort of in that awkward thing where you're trying to be a part of the cool kids and you try to like laugh when they laugh so you can insert yourself. He's not quite there yet. Is that what you had to do to be one of the cool kids? Because I never was one and I didn't <laughs> ever figure out I. what to do. But the Neither thing is, like, they weren't funny. Like no, it was, it was all the goth and emo kids and the druggies that were funny. Never the cool kids. Oh, that's why. I, that, that's why it worked out for me because I used to listen to like black metal and shit in high school. So I guess I was one of the funny kids. <laughs> yeah, I just never. I never. Uh, I never got it there. Cleve, are you gonna try to tell us you weren't one of the cool kids? I went to all boys Catholic high school, man. You don't want to be popular in all boys Catholic high school. <laughs> <laughs> There's many layers there. <laughs> At least the Catholic high school I went was co-ed, man. <laughs> Let's just say my GPA was really good and I was in the top, you know, 10 <laughs> graduating. I'd rather drop out in eighth grade than go to a Catholic high school. Anyways, the next game <laughs> is uh, the Panthers three at the Giants Oof. 25. Oof. And oh my goodness, like there is no excuse <laughs> to ever 
get touched up by the Giants. I don't care if you didn't have Christian McCaffrey, Sam Donald, DJ Moore, the head coach, and the stadium exploded. Like, you cannot, you cannot get destroyed by the Giants under any circumstance. Now, Sam Donald goes 16 of 25, which is not bad, for 111 yards, no touchdowns in a pick. 25 attempts for 111 yards. That's four yards per attempt. That's what, like, that's what, like, the quarterback at Minnesota does, not the Vikings, the Gophers. It's like the bad Big Ten passing offense. Man. Panthers are lost. Yeah, they're they're, they're cooked, bro. They're cooked. it's, It's a strange, strange thing to look so competent and then so incompetent. And I understand they lost McCaffrey, but still, like you lose to the Giants on a last second field goal, fine. But they got obliterated by the Giants, who we said last week convincingly lost to the Rams. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Good God, this was awful. Absolutely awful. I actually just, I double, not doubled down because I didn't put as much as before, but I got much better odds. So I made another bet on Panthers to make the playoffs. Mm. Good luck, buddy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sticking. <laughs> Sticking yeah. with it. Okay. So the Cowboys will be the only team out of the East, right? And then we're going to get the Packers and the Cardinals, right? And then the Bucks. So that's four. So we need three more teams that are going to make the playoffs. So it's Vikings, Panthers, Seahawks, 49ers, Rams, yeah. right? Because like the Bears and the Lions and the rest of the NFC East aren't going to make it. So it's mm. two out of those four. Somebody catches it. I mean, the Rams are probably in. So now it's probably one out of the three. It's Vikings, Panthers, Seahawks. To, or, I mean, I guess the 49ers. Can't really roll the 49ers yet, but you know what I mean. Whoever the third team is from the West. So it's like a one out of three between the third best team in the West, the Minnesota Vikings and the Panthers. But, but listen to what you're saying, man. Like, like the stat line for Darnold, 111 yards. What, what, in what, in what universe is that going to stack up against a NFL defense? I didn't, I didn't make an even money bet. I got good odds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We're, we're sure. I didn't have even money to make it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I got, I'm just saying they got, they got better value than the Saints. That's, that's all. I mean, Jameis is just fancy Sam Darnold anyway. So now for the Giants yeah. side of this, the Giants, no Saquon, no Shepard, and no Tony, and they still destroyed the Panthers, and that's what's really disconcerting for the Panthers in this game. Yeah. Gettleman was walking around the office, just his chest out, thinking the Giants are, are back. <laughs> <laughs> well, they hope they uh, they get the Chiefs. Uh, they go to Kansas City on Monday night next week, so they're going to learn today. I actually, think, I actually think, man, watching Danny Dimes, I think he, I mean, obviously he's a, he's a backup in this league now, but I I'm, you know, I'm kind of, he's very athletic, man. He's very athletic. He's very yeah, athletic. One-handed, that one-handed catch, taking yeah. the hit. Yeah, taking it. But see, the, the ill-advised hit, though, coming off concussion protocol, I, I don't know what he was thinking. Um, With that one hand, obviously, you know, you're not protecting yourself. But um, I think, you know, obviously, he's, next year they got to do some things over there. But he's solid backup somewhere. Solid backup. If Nathan, Nathan Peterman still be in the league, there's a place for Danny Dimes, man. Well, man, I just want to go ahead, man. Say, Dave, I think uh, Joe Judge calling or Jason Garrett calling that play to put Danny Dimes in that kind of a spot just shows that you were right about Joe Judge caring about Danny Dimes' safety last week. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he didn't he didn't care at all. He just out there trying to keep his job. He could he could care less about anybody's safety. He'd run Daniel Jones over with his own car if it meant another year on his contract. Hmm. The, uh, the, the guy thing. who said he would slap his mother if uh, his wife cared about fantasy football. So I think that makes sense. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and what's really funny is that about so about this game here, you know, we're at the game and it's a good time. So Megan's actually getting into it and the lines are up early and it's competitive in the fourth quarter. We're going to get into the, the way this game ended. But let's just say that Megan may have been a little more infected than, than she thought she would be. And she is not a big fan of Jared Goff. Uh, the next game here, we have the Falcons 30 <laughs> and the Dolphins 27. Now, I was checking in on the thread a little bit. And when the Dolphins went ahead with Tua through his fourth touchdown of the day, I was like, let's go see what Cleve has to say. And one of you, I couldn't tell who said, it doesn't matter. The Falcons are going to win on a last second field goal. So whoever said that, please claim it and take a bow because that is exactly what happened. He was well, sitting in the he's sitting yes. in the DeLorean when he said it. Well, they took the lead with 220 left. And I'm like, oh, they only need a field goal to win. That's so happening. Like, how many times have we seen that happen? Come on. Man. Man, I mean, the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes just gets more interesting because the, the Panthers are rumored to kind of want him now. There's multiple teams getting in, kind of putting their little toe in the in the ring there. But um, Panthers and obviously the Dolphins. Um, Flores is probably gonna. I don't know if he's gonna lose his job before this happens, but yeah. uh, this is this is so fucking bad in uh in Miami. It's crazy, bro. Yeah, I mean they're 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 one and six, which is not good because they were one and zero to start the season. So that's yeah. a bad, that's a, straight, Stay that's a bad look. But I think I, one thing that we are seeing though is that this offense is way better with Tua than Jacoby Brissett. I mean, he definitely gets them going uh, quite a bit more. The Falcons have looked okay on offense the last few weeks, and a lot of that's to do with Kyle Pitts. Seven catches for 163 yards. And Cleve, did you see his one-handed catch down the sideline in this game? Yeah, that was that was sick. That was with sick. The, it was the tight end like then. holding his arm. Yeah, it was tight end then. Like, yeah, pulling him down, and he still had the wherewithal to make the catch, bro. That's that's beast. That's beast stuff. And the only uh, the only other last note I have on this game is that the Dolphins are now one and six. I remember that their pick goes to Philadelphia. Well, they might get a win there. <laughs> I don't know who's worse. I don't that's, know who's worse, man. <laughs> well, if Philly's trying to trade for Deshaun Watson, that's a good little uh, thing to have in your pocket to try to trade, to try to trade as well. Matt, did you have any thoughts on this game besides your DeLorean style call? No. Yeah. I mean, it's a game that happened. Neither of these teams is going to be in it at the end. So there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I bet you guys have some thoughts on this next game. Uh, Cleve, we have the Jets 13 at the Patriots 54. I don't even know who to start with, but first I'm going to say two things that Zach Wilson hurt his PCL and he's out two to four weeks. Uh, so White Mike came in the game, goes 20 to 32, <laughs> 202 yards, one touchdown and two picks. So the Jets trade for Joe Flacco. So oh, R.I.P. White yeah. Mike, oh, it was fun while it lasted. Oh, um, yeah, I, let's, let's start. Let's start with the bad news. Cleve, go ahead. I, well, first let me let me say that that Matt's a perfect gentleman because if that was me in that position and I was a Patriots fan and. I was taking a shit on 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 a, a division foe. I would have been. I would have took liberties, but the, you know, the man's a professional. He didn't say anything about this. I literally said at one point, "I'm like, I hope, they, I hope they drop a sixty burger on us because this is not even competitive at this point. Not even comp comp a trick play out the. The Patriots run that every every once in a while. Trick play out the gate, and um, they let Mac rip. Mac Mac went to work, man. Although it was the Jets, he went to work. So obviously, BB watched the show last week because he heard he heard his you know one of his uh, fan guys say, "Hey man, what what's going on? Let the guy loose, you know, let him cook." Matt, I mean, 
here's my thing. So they're two and four coming into this game. They haven't won at home, which is just inexplicable. And it's like, everybody's talking about their conservative nature. Obviously we said it last week. And if you're not going to let them open it up against the Jets, then who are you going to let them open it up? Yeah. Against? So just see what you got. And oh boy. Now I will say this, this was not quite as satisfying as the butt fumble game, but it was pretty darn satisfying because you want to see the team come back after losing all these moral victories and you know they look good i mean i never in my wildest dreams thought that they'd score 54 points i think they scored 54 points in like the first six games of the fucking season so um you know but yeah cleave i mean wh what am i gonna do take a victory lap i mean really like that's just not the way that i operate i mean no no I, what am i, I gonna say I said, perfect gentleman man i was like wow not one shot never does man this guy's I'm sitting on seven you know six championships and he doesn't he doesn't act like he acts like barry sanders when he scores a touchdown give the ball to the rest. I've so been the there before. Here's the thing. I haven't been there before. If the Lions beat either of your teams 54 to 13, I'm doing the show with no pants. <laughs> I mean, that's perfectly fine. I mean, I don't like that's the, it's like last week when, you know, some of my family members were like, "How does it feel to lose to the Cowboys?" and I'm like, "How does it feel to be completely irrelevant?" I mean, yeah. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> right? Like I just, you know, but you know, this game was unfortunate, and I did make a white mic reference in the text chat, though. So white I'm mic. That, I'm, I'm glad that we brought that around, because as soon as Zach Wilson got hurt, I was like, oh, you're kidding me. Like, I just brought up this backup last week, and here he comes. So, wow, this is just incredible. But, you know, it's three, they're three and four now. Uh, Patriots still have a lot, a lot of work to do. So this doesn't remedy the whole season. It's a nice feeling, and that's great, but... Um, you know, they're three and four. Like this, this win is meaningless unless they can put a few more things together. But if they're going to let Mac do his thing, I think that's a better recipe for success than settling for field goals the way that they had been. Just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yum cook. Right. Yum cook. And I, I so could have opened the show with Return of the Mac, but I decided not to, Cleve. So I saved you from that. Oh, man. I mean, like I said, like, I mean, you're like, you're better than me because, again, I would have taken liberty after liberty after liberty. <laughs> Okay, so the next game here, we have the Eagles 22 at the Raiders 33. Now, truth be told, I did not be, I was not able to watch the afternoon games in depth as I was busy watching Jared Goff throw a last second interception that sent Megan into full on tilt. So uh, I did not see these. I did not see these games uh, super super close. However, I did happen to see that Derek Carr with thirty one of thirty four for three hundred twenty three yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. And just looking at the highlights and listening, uh, you know what people are saying on Twitter and whatnot. I don't think the Raiders are frauds. I don't think they're as good as their five and two record. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to be as good as their final record, but I don't think that they're fraudulent. I think that they are an average team that's going to finish maybe one game better than the record that they deserve. So they're going to finish like nine and eight. They should be eight and nine or 10 and seven. They should be nine and eight. But the Broncos are the frauds at the three and oh start. The Raiders, yeah. they're they're playing. But, but here's the thing, though, with the Broncos, I mean, they they're you know they're a victim of their schedule i mean they started with you know pretty uh, cupcake games and then it, it eventually got real now because now they're facing really really good opponents but they they they, had, they got like a, a a layup for their season start like the opening stuff yeah but the raiders were just home to the eagles are you saying that's a tough matchup and please say no because the yeah eagles are of course yeah yeah i mean the 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 image that I have in my head is is uh, is is the Eagles quarterbacks or quarterback rolling to the like he's rolling out of the pocket and throwing to the sideline. Like he does it like six times a game. Like that's the only. I'm like, does are they are they throwing downfield? Like what are they doing? 
So the uh, the only other note I have this game, Matt, is that Nick Sirianni is just confirmed a fraud. You know, I watch like the every play back of this game, and it's clear the, it, it, he's just Matt Nagy. Like they have, he has no idea yeah. what he's really doing with Same Jalen Hurts. Same fucking guy. Yep. Yeah, he has he has zero idea what he is doing coaching this offense out here right now. Yeah, so to, to go over the Raiders' schedule, so they're on a bye this week, so they can't lose. But then they come out of the bye at the Giants. I think that that, that, that we can pencil in as a win, I think. But then their schedule is interesting. Kansas City twice, the Bengals, the Cowboys, uh, the Browns, the Colts, and the Chargers. And then, of course, they throw Denver in there. They're going to win that game. So And the Washington football team. So they have a lot of games that I think that are going to be toss-ups for them. And I think Dave is probably more on point you know, nine and eight or something like that. I'm just, when I call them frauds, I guess, when you think about five and two, a, a team starting five and two feels like a team that's going to be in the playoffs, right? Or something like that. I just don't see it. And again, like beating up on bad teams. I mean, they've had a pretty fortunate run here with, with teams lately. So I think that that's very helpful, uh, but they're playing in, you know, they're playing really well after all the Gruden stuff. And I have to give them credit for that. And I think Derek Carr said you know a lot of the you know the right things i think afterward in in some respects and i think it's it's a tough transition to make uh and that coach is doing it and the team is doing it so i have to give him credit for that i mean they did it without their without their tight end who was like a major weapon yeah. for them mm-hmm. so that was that, that was actually good yeah mm-hmm. yeah so and but that that just yeah i mean Darren the Waller gets, goes on the injury list on friday he like ran over some teammates ankle and practice or something mm-hmm. as it goes on the injury list on Friday. So the entire week they're game planning to have him. So it's not even like he was out. He was unexpectedly out. They had to switch it all up and Derek Hart still goes 31 of 34 without his best, without the best player yeah. out there. I mean, but again, I think that I think the Eagles are just confirmed garbage. And I think, I think next week when the lions host the Eagles, we might get the lions first win of the season. Man, I hope so, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I didn't, <clears throat> in all fairness to the listeners, I did not think that, like, I'll be, you know, you guys would be sitting winless. I honestly didn't think that. Well, I, w- I would think now, when you said they're going to win seven games this year, you probably didn't think they'd go 0 for 7 and then rip off 7 in the back half of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, I, they literally got to, they literally got to sell out the rest of the way. I know that we hone in on the Bucks are frauds and Aaron Rodgers is never going to play for the Packers, but at least that had some merit at the time. Uh, the Lions winning seven games was not even close. Like, I'm Man, not even sure. Was that a about- reach? Was that a reach? Oh, <laughs> yes. Shit. Was, it, was it a reach? I think Dave and I, our reactions were perfectly acceptable given the 0 7 start. <laughs> well, I mean, this is, you know, that was an our opener, our season opener show. I had no fucking clue that's. Eight week, almost eight weeks later, this is where we're at. Whoa. Someone was someone was spending some Jared Goff currency in the previous. <laughs> yeah, season, apparently a little bit. <laughs> so, please, we bet Clemson versus the Lions total win. Clemson will play twelve games. The Lions will play seventeen. Clemson is four and three, and you have no hope of winning this bet. <laughs> no, it's it, it's it's. I mean, like I said, I just gotta get get behind the, the curtain and schedule what I'm going to see for these workouts. The, the Lions have basically Clemson's entire schedule still to play, and they have no hope <laughs> of winning four games. I mean, man, I'm 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 glad you've made better bets since then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I did. I did well last night. Very good one. last night. <laughs> so the uh, the next game we have here, we got one of the the biggest games of the of the week. Even though the score does not indicate it, we have the Bears three at the Bucks thirty eight. <sighs> 
And there's mm. two things to discuss in this game. One about the Bears, one, one about the Bucks. We're going to go Bears first. So Justin Fields was told in his helmet that he had a free play after, like during the snap. So the the coaches say, say to him, "You are." They jumped offside. You can still you have a free play here. So he runs around and chucks a ball way downfield. It gets intercepted, and the coaches were wrong. There was no free play. It's just so so bad over there, right? They, that's the sort of thing. Like, what sort of organization? You know, what kind of Mickey Mouse operation are we running <laughs> out here? Where you're just giving away false free plays to your rookie quarterback, leading to more turnovers and more anything. But have you guys ever heard of anything like that? Nah, I mean, never. You know what? With this, with this quarterback situation over there, like he's going to be either so shell shocked for the next year um, that. It's gonna take another coach because we we don't see Nagy surviving this. And we don't. No. I, I mean, I'm I'm thinking he's probably one of the second or third coach on the hot seat. Like that's gonna be out on Black Monday. But this this kid man has no like he has no chance out there. No, he's running for his fucking life. Um, I don't know if the game plan is suited around his skill set. Uh, this well, is there no, really there were bad. No call, there were no call designed runs for him, so I'm gonna say no. It's not designed around his skill set. Yeah, it's just it's it's just like it's actually it's criminal to be honest with you. It's criminal. They're they're gonna ruin this kid. They're gonna ruin this kid. Yeah, they might ruin him, but good lord, I mean the Bears. God, <laughs> um, just I, I'm watching I'm this game. <laughs> I'm I'm watching this game, and I'm like, I mean, this is like the Browns game, and this game was basically like legal assault, essentially. Like that's what it felt like. Yes. Like Matt Nagy was like, yeah, you just just go ahead and you know fend for yourself one on like yeah. Do whatever you want uh but i feel like and you can you guys can can you know kind of banter with me on this one but i feel like all the narrative coming into this week was brady apparently had never played an ohio state quarterback in his career which seems inexplicable because he's been in the league for 50 years and i'm like we're, we're the bucks playing for you know i feel like the bucks are playing for tom this whole season and it's so evident to me that they just want to kill everybody for tom like as if tom needs something else in this league <laughs> you know it's weird guy's got his like own a, wing already he on like a he, revenge tour for what <laughs> <laughs> he's got a wing you know what it is it, it's it's that locker room material that 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 whiteboard material that they say you know because He's making it look easy, bro. Like he's walking in there like there's no cliff apparently for this guy's career right now. There's no cliff. You know, we've seen guys take take tank it. Um, Tom is playing calm. Tom is having fun. He's talking to, you know, talking to everybody. It's it's you know, it's it's working out. It's working out. Tom Brady's career is kind of like Magic Johnson, where you're like, I guess everything's fine. <laughs> like, like, I guess it's just all good because you're like 65 and rich and everything's great and you're just yeah. going to be immortal. And apparently Tom Brady's going to be the same way. He's going to be 65 and rich throwing five touchdowns and games against Matt Nagy. Just to reference for the listeners, some of you guys that are millennials. So what, what Dave's talking about was when I was in when I was a senior in high school, when when um, Magic announced that he was HIV positive, this is in 1992. Now we're in we're in 2021. You know what I'm saying it's been a long time. I think Magic's fine. I think Magic, Magic's Magic, fine. Magic is fine. Shout out Dr. Fauci. Tom Brady threw his 600th touchdown in this game. He threw it to Mike Evans. Evans apparently didn't know the significance of the pass. Gives the ball to a fan in the crowd, and then some PR flack comes by and gives a game-worn jersey and a thousand-dollar credit to the team <laughs> store 
in exchange for the ball, and the fan accepts the deal. <laughs> I have seen estimates online ranging from a quarter million to a million dollars yes, for the sir. value of this ball. The person should have known this at the time. My question for you guys, starting with Cleve, what would you have demanded from Brady and or the Bucks? in order to give them this ball back. Half a mil from Brady, half a mil from the organization. How bad do you want it? And if Brady could cover it with one of his commercials bullshit and or, you know, the bus the bus can do it, you know, with Mike Evans chipping in or whoever. But uh I would have wanted a cool million or I'm going to the open market. There's no there's no way you can give me a thousand bucks, a thousand credits to the store. Are you fucking kidding me? There's no way. Like I said, I said on my Instagram today, I said I said a ransom note, it would have been whatever. But one of my boys from high school said that he he would have wanted season tickets forever, plus Super Bowl tickets forever, and also something else. Because I'm like, that's what you know you could pay for. It's less than a million dollars. But um, yeah, half a mil from Brady, half a mil from the Bucks, or someone's coughing up a, a mil, or I'm going to the open market. I'm going to Sotheby's. Matt, I'd like all of Brady's Bitcoin. That's what I would do. I think about a, th- a, th- a thousand of Brady's Bitcoin, maybe. Or, you know what? Just trade Brady back to New England. That'd be fine, too. I mean, a thousand Bitcoin is $62 million. So. Yeah, whatever. Hey, they offered me a thousand bucks. I counted with a thousand Bitcoin. Maybe the flack doesn't know this. Yeah, dude, that ball is priceless. He said he doesn't collect everything, but 600, that, that record most likely would never be broken in our lifetime because I think that the next person is like Stafford with 300. Or something like 301. Who's the next I guy call. behind him? It's going to be broken. Mahomes is going to break it. Are you kidding? The I'm way he's playing? Kidding. The way he's he playing gets, right he now? Eight, he's 25. He gets 17 games per season. He's going to play 15 more years. I mean, if you only have the next 15 years, what, 600 by 15, what? 40? Well, that's... that's 40 touchdowns per season over the next 15 years. And he's got the three years already to do it. He needs like 35 touchdowns a season on average going forward. Playing until he... he's 40, it's a lock. Yeah, anyone that that does is gonna have to play at least fifteen years, and that's yeah. that's that's Brady in his in his own right avoiding catastrophic injury because he's only been injured that one time with his knee or whatever. But you don't remember Brady being ever out like yeah. for in a season or whatever. So barring injury is 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 why I say that because you have to in order to how, how ridiculous that record is, bro, is the fact that Brady was able to play this long to do that. Because you're right on the numbers. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna. You and Matt are great with numbers, so I'm not gonna discount that. But that's barring that he has 15 seasons to to give. Yeah, he's he'll he's gonna do it. He's 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 gonna and Mahomes will throw 60 touchdowns any season at some point. Yeah, that that it ball won't, won't is be worth, this year. Yeah, <laughs> it'll yeah, be this year. Yeah, that ball is worth serious cash. And you know, I know we're you know we're fucking around with it, but I mean. The guy was, you know, the guy was probably maybe I'm calling him a Fairweather fan. I don't know him, obviously, that he would have did that. But any any fan, any real fan, would have been like, no, you, that's that's your problem. You want this ball back? I need I need to leave the stadium right now, and I can be contacted at this number. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to Cleve Stadium, home of the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. I mean, dude, we, you 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 wake up today, and you're like, holy shit! I gave away my my kid's college tuition. You know, yeah. it's so many, so much you can do with that money. I w- I definitely would have, and see, I would have couched it in a way for Brady to work into his brand, and I would have said, I want a quarter million dollars in Bitcoin, which so that it's like four Bitcoin. <laughs> um, 
I want, I want four Bitcoin, but give it to me through FTX, which is his ETF he's chilling now for his Bitcoin ETF. Here we go. So give it to me through that. We'll do a press release if that's how you did it. We'll make it five Bitcoin, make it even, whatever. It's not breaking, you don't care. <laughs> make it five Bitcoin, make it even through the FTX sort of thing, whatever, whatever. Get a little press release. Also, you have to make a matching donation to the charity of my choice. Okay. And then and then you could have and then you could have the ball. I'm thinking there they might have done it because of the whatever, but here's the thing. I'm not keeping the ball if they don't pay. If they don't pay, I'm going to put on YouTube me destroying this ball. Oh man, no, I was gonna I was I'm taking going an ice pick to it. I'm taking an <laughs> ice pick to it. I'm stopping on it. I'm setting it on fire. I'm throwing the ashes into into the Potomac. I am not sending this ball sit around you're either paying for it or it's getting destroyed it is up to you so you're like so like you're like the arcade guy with the fucking with the fucking machete going and 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 the whole camcorder and everything and you're like hey you know what send 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 someone now because i'm, I'm gonna kill this thing listen first matt calls me a karen and then you call me al-qaeda <laughs> which is actually not as bad <laughs> um, i mean i mean you're talking about stabbing the ball like it, on video like come on <laughs> yeah no i mean absolutely i mean the, the point is like because here's the thing if if i'm not going to get paid for having the ball i'm going to get the views from destroying it right <laughs> and all that yeah i'm absolutely going to uh to man destroy. you're um, a beast to be fair though he'd be doing what tom wanted which would be deflating the football so that actually works out perfectly <laughs> oh ooh, good one good one good one good one yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like, what do you? I mean, you know, we're gonna end on 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 this with this topic. So, like, what do you guys think? Like, you th like you guys think that would you've accepted what they gave you like off the rip? I know we like I said, I know we're fucking around, no. but like they said, they said, hey, um, a, a game worn jersey and a thousand dollar credit to the to the store. That's insane. That's in, that's insulting. Hundred grand. It's something with a hundred grand. It's something with a hundred grand. You know? Yeah, I would not. I would not accept. Honestly, given given how I operate, if they came through that deal, I might destroy the ball on the spot. <laughs> I might be so insulted that I just start deflating it right, right then and there. Like clearly, you don't value this ball. Why should I? Sort of thing. But. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's crazy, bro. Now, if it were the Rams, they would have given Dave a thousand dollar food voucher, and he would have been like, <laughs> F "No." It would have been it would be good for three assy tacos. <laughs> oh man, taking shots, bro. I mean, so far, get your shit together, man. Get yeah, your shit it, together. It, it, you can't have legit. that kind of shit going on. Yeah, it's it's it was legit embarrassing. Speaking of legitimate legit embarrassing. The Texans five at the Cardinals thirty-one. Uh, Scoregami, Scoregami here. This score had never been scored before in the history of the NFL. Tyrod is supposed to be back next week. Why for the Texans, which is good. Um, the Cardinals in this game, I mean, they just walloped the Texans. I don't really have any. Like, I didn't know anything in particular about the Cardinals in this in this game, but I did want to ask you guys, starting with Matt. This is a good spot to discuss the Watson trade. Where's he going? What do you think? That sort of thing. I have mixed feelings about the Watson trade, mainly because there's so many things swirling about. But I think the interesting aspect of all of this is he has been linked to how many teams? He's only said yes to one team. Like, he's got a trade clause. And he said, I'm not going anywhere unless it's to Miami. And I think there's going to be a lot of teams vying for him. But if you're the Texans, you know that there's a large demand. I think you you have nothing but to wait it out and find the best deal. But if there are teams that make the most sense, obviously the teams that have been linked, I think, do make the most sense. 
I, I don't know. It feels almost like an inevitability that he's going to end up in Miami, especially if they keep losing with Tua. And I'm not saying that that's an indictment of myself personally with Tua, but in this league, if you have a known commodity, they're taking the risk, not knowing what his legal troubles are. But I think they will take they, they will take that because if he does play for a season and they win the Super Bowl, that's all that really matters. Here's the risk for me. Like, you're you're hedging on a guy, obviously he's a great talent, but you're hedging on a guy who's right now on an active roster as a third stringer. He's not suspended, but then we're looking at possible eight to 10 games. You guys think in the neighborhood of eight to 10 games, um, when it, even if it doesn't shake out in his favor, but you know, the league would take their stance on it. So that means that leaves, uh, if it's 10 games, that leaves seven games for your trade uh, value. Um, and a guy who hasn't played meaningful football in almost two years. Um, so uh, the thing about Tyrod coming back, it's like you're going to play for a team that has no chance of going anywhere. You're just collecting a paycheck at this point and hoping not to have catastrophic injury. But again, you know, when if he's traded to wherever he goes, landing spot being Miami or, or um, you know, Charlotte or wherever, he still has to serve a suspension that the that the league will render out, and again, it's going to be a lot of the season uh, next but, year if if that's the case. So while that's true, that's not uh, as big of a risk as you as you think that it is. And here's the reason why: next, uh, so let's say he gets suspended for a calendar year starting right now, so he can come back week eight of next season. Mm-hmm. Will the Jets have a quarterback better than Deshaun Watson by Probably then? Probably not. Probably not. No. Will the Patriots? Well, I mean, Mac is working out pretty fine for them. He's only better than Deshaun Watson. Will the Lions? No. Will the Dolphins? <laughs> no. Panthers? No. Eagles? No. Right. They're not going to have a better quarterback by then, anyways. A year from now, those teams are not going to have quarterbacks better than Deshaun Watson. So if that was going to be a suspension, you might you might as well go for it because it's it's going to be better when suspension is over than it would be without the suspension, anyways. Yeah. Okay. The bigger risk is if he goes to jail and just can't play. Honestly, the Jets would have a better quarterback than him in five to ten, anyways. So it's still worth it for them. <laughs> pull, True. Pulling that. a guy out of the California penal league. They gave, <laughs> dude. They gave the the Panthers get. I, I don't know how true this. They gave Josh McCown a call, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, they gave him. I mean, the guy's been out what four years already now. Four or five hey, years. Josh McCown can go there and overthrow Robbie Anderson as well as the next guy. <laughs> it's yeah, just, well, it's you know what? I well. mean, if, if if they did that, I mean, they called Vinny, Vinny off the couch. You know, he's carving up a chicken the week prior and he comes in and covers the spread. So, you know, it's crazy. Crazy time. Was McCown the guy that the Bucks had, like, at Fort Knox? Like, if all else fails, get Josh McCown? That's correct. Yeah. Yes, Adam. Completely under, completely isolated, under lock and key, but under contract. So that the QB room went down, like the Broncos, they don't have to start Mike Evans at quarterback. They could bring in Josh McCown from his, from his, uh, from his couch. <laughs> this is great. That's the ultimate Chase Daniel. You get paid yeah. your NFL salary to literally not go around anybody. Like not even hold a clipboard. <laughs> you just have to stay home and not interact with a single person just in case. That that is living the dream. There's probably uh, a blue the, phone in there in his house. Probably like a blue. Go ahead. I say not living the dream right now though is uh your boy Jimmy Garoppolo. Colts 30, 49ers 18. Jimmy Drew the back breaking uh pick six in this game. That pretty much sealed it. And my other one on this game was that Michael Pittman Jr. is a grown-ass man. Four catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown, and a full mossing of the entire 49ers secondary in this game. I mean, more impressive is the fact that that rain looked like, that, that rain looked biblical. 
Yes. That rain was built. I mean, I've played football in the rain. Very fun stuff. I wouldn't want to play like that. I mean, I mean, guys were guys were going up for for, for balls where I'm like, there's no chance of you catching this ball. You know, it's which crazy make, stuff. Which did even even crazier. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just, I mean, high point the ball and then the wherewithal to find find the end zone and 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 make the football move. So awesome, Matt. Do the 49ers have an injury problem or is it solely a Jimmy G problem? Yes, and oh. yes, because. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, when I when I watched this team last night, briefly, I will say, uh, because you guys text when I'm asleep because I'm apparently the old guy in this group. But um, I was I was thinking about this and I'm like, if, if Lance comes back and he struggles a little bit and then they get some of these guys healthy, like obviously he's missing Kittle. Obviously, the run game is suffering because they don't have their full complement of guys that we know Shanahan can make work. I feel as if they're still okay if they can, you know, get Lance and he kind of stumbles a little bit and then he catches fire. They have all their weapons and I feel like they can still make some noise if you, the way that you laid out the NFC playoff picture, Dave, I feel like they could still have a legitimate chance. So I think that's true, but two and four in this division is rough because now winning the division is out of the question. The Cardinals are 7-0. and Oh, so they are. Not, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So that, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking wild card here, right? Like, can they can they squeak in? Oh yeah, sure. So just to be clear, you know, we all predicted the 49ers to make the Super Bowl, and so with that, with winning the division out of the question, that of course now becomes much, much, much more difficult. No matter how much they put it together down the stretch here, but I still like them more than the Seahawks to yeah. uh, to make it, as the Seahawks are. Well, it looks like the game might be tied 10-10 right now. It looks like Seattle just yeah. the field goal to uh, yep. uh to tie it here. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I still like I still like the 49ers more to get in there, but I think they're in danger from a red hot Vikings team or Christian McCaffrey comes back and the Panthers sort of start playing a little bit better. You know, something like that might be a bit of a, a bigger problem for them uh, trying trying to make the playoffs. So while I agree with you that they can get it together and make a run, they need to get it together very quickly. Like they can't lose more than seven games and they've already lost four. So they've they've actually got to do the seven to three thing we're talking about for the Lions. How much do we put on on Shanahan and Garoppolo as as a duo, or or is it is it one more or the other? Because Shanahan now you know it's you know is he a fraud? Is he for real? Like what's going on with that? I think Shanahan is one of the three best coaches in the NFL. His offenses always make sense, and he's he. The reason they traded up for Trey Lance was to make the same move that the Rams did trading for Matt Stafford. It's to get the quarterback that best fits what he wants to do. Because remember, what he wants to do is RG3's rookie season, mm. right? That's what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. It's not the Matt Ryan MVP season, even though it was great. He doesn't want his statue passing, whatever. He wants a running quarterback that can open up the running game because we all remember RG3 going for all those, for yeah. him that great season, but didn't Alfred yeah. Morris rush for like 1,800 yards that season? Yeah, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a tandem it's Because tandem he was effort. able to use RG3 as the threat, and so that's what he wants Lance for. And I, I'm still very bullish on Trey Lance and this team in general, but if they're going to make it work in order to like make the playoffs, they have got to start getting into correct. So we have eight minutes left, fellas. Uh, right. My internet is continuing to be unstable. And um, we'll see whatever whatever I picked up of that last rant because you guys froze on me. So let's hope that it picked it up. But either way. Um, so <laughs> before we get on to next week's games, I just want you to know that my white brother-in-law just texted me. I'm so happy that Eli and Peyton are back for Monday Night Football. Thus proving your theory, Dave. Continue. Man, I just... I can't. I can't watch it. Like I gotta. I gotta go to the other channel. I can't do it. 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 
so cringy. Like <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah, I mean, I get like it's kind of cool they had LeBron on and whatever, and LeBron's calling out the plays they should run. Like that's kind of cool, but you know, this is just it. It's so terrible. Uh, <laughs> so next week, next oh, we should talk about the Monday night game, Saints Seahawks. Uh, it is currently uh, oh they missed the field goal. It is ten to seven halfway through the third quarter. So uh, let's see if the Saints hang on to win this game. That is huge for them. They're four and two in a better position than the Panthers. The Seahawks will fall to two and five and help the 49ers. If the Seahawks come back and win, it puts more pressure on the 49ers. It really helps build the Panthers for their struggles. Okay, next week. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for your for your text to say Gino is inevitable. <laughs> uh, next week, Thursday, I think maybe the most important game uh, in the NFC so far this season, not involving the Buccaneers, we have the pack, the Green Bay Packers at the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday night with Devontae Adams as of right now in the COVID-19 protocol. That is going to be an incredible game. The uh, Sunday games... You know, when we first looked at the schedule, we were like, oh, this could be a really this could be a really good opportunity for the Jets. But the Jets host the Bengals. What do you oh, think, Chris? Man. I mean, if the guy if the guy had two hundred and one yards, <laughs> <laughs> he might be adding one another two like we might see a four hundred yard receiving game. <laughs> we no, I'm, I'm not fucking around. Like we might we might see like 250. He might drop 250 on us. I, I I just don't. We couldn't stop. You know, we couldn't stop anybody. So yeah, so, it's not good. So so quickly, as soon as we're done recording, Cleve, if you think that, go and bet the over on Jamar Chase receiving yards. Okay. Because other people will start as they see the schedule, they'll start thinking the same thing, and they're going to keep doing it as well. Because it's not going to be 200. It's going to be like 79.5. So yeah. hit it hit it now. Um, All right. The next game here, we have the Rams at the Texans. So welcome back, Tyrod. Oh, man. Right back to Aaron Donald. I'm sure that's going to go very well. <laughs> man. The Sunday night game, we have the Cowboys at the Vikings. Uh, the Cowboys were on a bye this week. Dak taking a little time to get healthy. But I think that my prediction is that this game, we are going to see just how good the Cowboys are. I think they're going to go on the road in prime time. I think they're going to absolutely take the Vikings behind the woodshed, like a 38-13 sort of deal. And then finally, the Monday game, we have the New York Giants at the Kansas City Chiefs. Bro, if they, if 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 Kansas City loses to the Giants, they're in real trouble. They're in real, real trouble. Well, yeah, I would I would say so. Uh, do you want to bet a session on this game straight up? I'll take the Chiefs. No, nah, I'm not. I, I, I fell for the, uh, I fell <laughs> for the shit on Clemson and, and nah, I'm digging, a, I'm digging a deep hole here. <laughs> so you'll 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 pass on that one. Well, that's the yeah. uh, the big games coming up this weekend. And unlike I've been working the last few weekends in NLA uh, in LA this last weekend, but this Sunday I have got nothing going on. Megan's out of town at a work conference. My dad and my stepmom will be leaving out of town. I'm getting root boy hot chicken sandwiches and watching football all day long. So I'm ready for this weekend. <laughs> Man. Clear, clearly, Spoken with like no a pants champion. on. There we go. That a boy. <laughs> spoken like a true champion all right fellas well we've got a few minutes left and i always like to end the episode with a little bit of positivity however this bit of positivity actually doubles as a did you know he's still in the league cleve brett hunley do you know who he plays for cleve oh brett hunley he sounds like a wrestler no who does he play for he would be a colts quarterback inexplicably however he was named the week seven nflpa community mvp with sunday being halloween 
He was named this because he hosted an annual Halloween spectacular for more than 250 kids and families who live with epilepsy. So good on Brett Hundley oh, wow. for winning Great that. Stuff. And uh, yeah, but st- still in the league and still winning the, that, that's the only award he's winning apparently. And I guess if you're going to be in the league and get paid to do nothing, you might as well do something for the kids. So good for him. Hey, it's good work if you can get it. He's backing up Carson Wentz. He might be doing something sooner rather than later, the way that guy gets hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. I totally agree. But I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to give the double shine here because I know Cleve loves a good he's still in the league. By the way, Mercedes Lewis still in the league. Uh, he's hanging on strong. Wow. He's, he's the Tom Brady of tight ends, apparently. Um, <laughs> or oh. is, Vern, is Vernon Davis still in the league? I feel like he could still be in the league yeah. somewhere. DJ Chark uh, is out for the season. I don't know if you, know, if you guys knew that. Urban probably yeah. doesn't even know who he is. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to uh, uh, blow up Cleve too bad here. But I think Adam Schefter's job is safe as DJ Shark went out for the season five weeks ago. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, good looking out. Better, better, uh, better safe than sorry. Also, I don't know if you know this, but Dak Prescott got hurt and missed all of last season. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> and we la- we landed on the moon in the '60s too, by the way, Cleve. Uh, Jesus, to little... <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you watch that live? Am I am I watching on TV with the wife and kids? <laughs> wife and kids. After I came from the sock hop, huh, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's probably a Sadie Hawkins dance where the woman asks you to go instead. Anyway, uh, my apologies for the for the internet crashes this time. It's a, an unusual occurrence for me, but you know what? Uh, just more reason to get the studio here at Matty Ice Media Network uh, back up and running. So uh, week eight coming up, I think should be fun. We always have a good time with this. So Dave, I'm glad you had a good time, even though you had a shit brownie, I believe is what you said, or ass tacos or whatever the hell it was, uh, w- whatever it was. But I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you're back safe. Uh, Cleveland you got a lot of work to do i'm not sure how you you know recover from 54 points but i think it can uh, only get i can just, only get better just, and um, i mean the, the coach know. is optimistic he's probably the only person in new york that's optimistic that yeah you know he feels like the team is the team like he's, he doesn't want to yell at a grown man to get get the job done like wow Yep, and speaking of grown men who can't get the job done, Matt Nagy's seat isn't hot. It's literally on fire. So, um, you know, connect with the show, of course. Let us know how full of shit we are. Uh, I like that stuff, and I know Dave loves to tell somebody that they're full of shit. So, uh, you know, (laughs) get at us in all the ways that I noted at the top of the show. And, of course, everybody, be safe, hug your loved ones, and uh, we'll catch you next week, fellas. Peace. Peace. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on political football are those of Cleve, Dave, and Matty Ice, and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Political football is exclusively owned by Cleve, Dave, and Matty Ice, and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.